Also, like you said, give grace to yourself and also give grace to other people because their experiences were different. And because we're almost 30, we're just now starting to work through all of these things. And there's so many things that have been bottled up over the years. And yeah, like it takes time. Nothing happens overnight. I'm Kiara Sheree. And I'm Ray. And welcome, and welcome to, to Black Girls. What yes. it is. What's up? For those that are new to us, Yes, Black Girls, a digital space and interview series created for Black women by Black women. So stay with us for a while. We hope to leave you feeling inspired. Okay. Period. All right. So for today's episode, we are continuing the conversation we had about inner child healing. But we are getting deeper with our inner teenagers. And it's something that I've been dealing with in healing the last few months. And with my Saturn return and retrograde, it's been having me by the throat, by the scalp, and beating my ass. <laughs> so stay tuned for this topic after this quick catch up. Yes, Black girl. Catch up question of the day. When was the last time that you did something for the first time? That's such a great question. Thank you, Raya. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> so recently, like the beginning of this year, maybe sometime last year, I started recording songs that I actually wrote. And it was something that like I needed to do because as a kid and as a teen, I used to write songs in my little composition notebook, but I never did anything with them. Like I would maybe share them like with my mom or share them with like friends, but I never like tried to turn them into anything. Um, so learning how to like use the audio software to actually record a song, seeing what, you know, all goes into that was super scary, but it was also super fun trying to like figure it out. And I kind of felt like a kid again, just going through it. Cause I'm like, wow, like I'm really learning something that I actually give a fuck about. Um, and it was like somewhat of a entertaining exercise, healing exercise, because in a way, you know, I'm connecting with that part of myself, but also it allowed me to like express myself creatively in like my most natural way. Cause as we always talk about, we love to, you know, make up songs. We love music and everything like that. Yeah. So it's like for that, it just felt like, okay, this is something that I should be doing. Um, and I hope that I continue Mm -hmm. to do it, but yeah, that was something that I can actually share that I did for the first time. Cause Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's that's mine. But PG. You know. I can't talk about. (laughs) Yes. Girl. So, uh, last time I did something for the first time, I can't think of anything. I feel like that's okay. Maybe this will be like a Mm -hmm. challenge for you to look for something to do for the first time. Something new. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Hmm. I do want to go to this uh, trapeze place and take like a trapeze class. Mm, so yes. if I ever do that, I'll let y'all know. Hell yeah. We need to update. Yeah. That sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, black girl. So let's get into this talk about healing your inner teen, which is a cute little part too, to, you know, healing your inner child that we already talked about. Um, 
And as you said, Ray, if if you're not ready, let's go on and get ready, okay? Get ready, get ready, get ready. <laughs> <laughs> so let's define our inner teenager. So my personal definition is this. As opposed to your inner child representing your core feelings and needs, your inner teen is someone who may be curious, misunderstood, reactive, rebellious, ignored, and conflicted. They may also be someone who wants to be accepted, seen, but also to themselves, which is me right now, and someone who has strong opinions. Heavy on the strong opinions, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with all that you just said. I feel like that is like the perfect way to sum it up. Um, for me, um, yes, yeah, the part of you that wants to be understood, but also wants to rebel. Um, and I don't think I ever realized just how much my inner teen shows up in me as an adult. Like, sis is strong in me right now. And that yeah. is kind of jarring sometimes. It's like, damn, like I have some unresolved things going on there. Um, it also very much influences the way that I handle rejection and critique, um, which I guess kind of ties back into like being understood or misunderstood. And it's something that I'm definitely working through right now. Because my teenage years were a mixture of all the things that we just we just spoke of. It's like every single one of those elements. And I feel like it's one of the harder parts to heal. Like healing your inner child is a big one. But that's like the foundational part. That inner teen. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's stubborn. She got some things. Okay. She's very stubborn. Yes. She's very angsty for me. Yes. It's like, girl, okay. Get it together, sis. So ways to tap into and heal your inner teenager so you can keep note of how you speak to yourself and a lot of feelings and opinions that didn't belong to us that we internalize as teenagers are embedded in our subconscious and can come up in everyday interactions with yourself and with others uh, replacing feelings of shame with positive affirmations you know we love a good affirmation talk to yourself nice because i always say if i wouldn't say this to my friends i wouldn't say this to myself or shouldn't. Uh, so an example, uh, if you were told you were too much, you have to repeat to yourself, I have value and I will not shrink myself to make others comfortable. Baby, mm, when I say every day, that's me. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Take up space. Mm-hmm. But don't be a dickhead about it. Okay. That part. So the next one, give your inner team the space to feel big emotions instead of running from them. Mm especially if you weren't validated in that way. And I deal with this because I was a teenager that slammed things. I like throwing things, specifically my TV remote, which it survived the throws on the wall. Um, I'm surprised it didn't break, but I just see you like <laughs> I wasn't out room. <laughs> this room, this very room, yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, I wasn't given much room to fill without it being an issue. Um, even like when me and my brother would be like joking around now, my dad would be a party pooper. Yeah. Um, the fun police, mm-hmm. as they would call it. Um, oh, right. So anger and rage was the main emotion I expressed, even though it could have been sadness or anxiety or being embarrassed about something or feeling regretful about something mm-hmm. I did or said or, you know. Um, and yeah, I was always told by my dad that I had a funky attitude that wouldn't get me anywhere, but I don't think he realized that I was feeling feelings deeper than that. So, yes, that's what I've been dealing with. And the last one, y'all know we love this, journal. 
journal and reflect about these prompts. So it's three prompts. The first one is, there's something that could have been done to help you feel loved. And can you provide this to yourself or do you know someone who can or already does? Uh, next one, what would have made you feel safe? And the last one, where did you feel most misunderstood? Love those. We'll be using those. Let me add those to my journal. Um, I will say to add to that, doing things that, doing things like a teenager would do them. A lot of things that I realized I got to do when I was a teenager, I've had friends throughout my adult life or even like during my college years who, you know, told me that they didn't get to experience things in that same way. And I think that when you're robbed of those things, sometimes, you know, you just feel like a big part of you is missing. So go out and do them right now because it's never too late. So mm-hmm. go on some shopping trips with your friends, go on movie dates, go to concerts to act a damn fool, mm-hmm. you know, go to a party and hang out for the little let out, the little parking lot pimping situation. You just out there <laughs> being cute, flirting, doing whatever. Um, go into the arcade. You know how many adult arcades there are? Or just go to the damn arcade, bitch. Nobody care. Just mm-hmm. go. Um, do all those things because it feels really good. Um, also look for internal supporters, such as like a role model, or even when you think of like your future self, think about your future self and what you would say to your inner teenager. So like if you're reflecting back on something difficult that happened during those years, um, or something that's kind of like showing up in you right now, just think of what your future self would say to that inner teen. Um, or think of that role model that you have for yourself and what they would say to you, like what words of encouragement they would give you. Um, and then also reflect on your relationship with your parents, as Ray was just talking about with her with her dad, right? It's like you really got to think about your relationship with your parents in relation to your needs and your emotions. Were they supportive, dismissive? Mm-hmm. Were they manipulative? Were they controlling? Were they obsessive? Were they all of the, the things? Like what, what was they giving? <laughs> Um, and if you can identify with any of those behaviors, then learn how to reparent yourself, which is, it's a task, but it can be done. Um, take little baby steps. And I can, I think that kind of goes back to what you were just saying about knowing how to speak to yourself, like talk to yourself nice, give yourself grace when things may not be going the way that you expected them to, which is a big one for me. Um, and then lastly, remember that you can't do this shit overnight. We say that all the time, but like, really, like it's every day is going to be different. You're going to be doing this for the rest of your life. You're constantly going to be thinking about things and overcoming them. So just lock the fuck in and get ready for that shit and just accept who you are and just learn how to like work through those things and just know that you're going to have some good, you're going to have some bad, you're going to have some ugly honey and just get ready for it all. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And to add to that, I would. Also, like you said, give grace to yourself and also give grace to other people because their experiences were different. And because we're almost 30, we're just now starting to work through all of these things. And there's so many things that have been bottled up over the years. And yeah, like it takes time. Nothing happens overnight. Yes, Black girl. All right. So let's talk about our personal experiences with healing our inner teen. Um something that I'm I'm learning to do is to listen more and argue less child that is, that is a task in itself okay um and then learning that critique helps us to grow and become stronger and not to always feel so bruised by something right mm-hmm. like you got to take that critique in because you're never going to get better if you don't allow that in um 
And I'm also learning to reach out to people for help when I need it and not feeling like I have to do everything on my own. I'm very much like a, oh, I'm, I'm going to handle all the things and I'm okay. carrying all the grocery bags in on my own. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, it's okay for someone to help you. Um, I don't know if that's like a single, I don't know where that comes from, but I know that's something that a lot of black women struggle mm-hmm. with too. Like we just feel like we have to do everything and be like a superwoman, but it's like, nah, mm-hmm. ask for help. Yeah, I know for me, um, I used to be more controlling mm. or just trying to control how my life went. So I think it can be rooted in that too. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, oh, if I ask somebody for help, they're not going to do it how I want it done. Yeah. And sometimes that's the case and you just got to do stuff, but mm-hmm. it's also like at least allowing someone to have the opportunity to. A lot of times we just shut it down completely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I, I feel you on that. Also, most importantly, learning to speak up about things that bother me instead of being like super passive and self-destructive, like something will mm-hmm. bother me and I won't address it in that moment, but I'll catastrophize and think about all these things. And I'm yeah. like seething inside and just holding it. Yeah. And I feel like I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm an astrological ass bitch. So I'm thinking about my, um, my Scorpio moon and how secretive that bitch is. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I just, I won't talk about it. And then when I'm done, I'll move through it, but it's like, it's still bothering me. So I feel like, um, that's something that I'm just now challenging myself to do is to literally speak up in the moment when something bothers me and it feels mm-hmm. kind of empowering, but it is hard. There's still times where like, I don't, and I still do the same thing. And I'm like, nah, I should have talked about it in that moment, mm-hmm. but I'm acknowledging it. And I think sometimes just knowing that you have a pattern is like that first step, because now you can start taking those steps to get rid of those behaviors. It's funny you say that. Cause I'm, I've been doing the opposite. Like I'm used to talking about something or bringing up something like when it happens, mm-hmm. but I don't do it tactfully. So mm-hmm. I have to self-regulate and be like, okay, is this really about me? What is this person going through right now? What am I going through right now? Am I projecting? Yeah. It's just actually like, and I would have to always change my perspective on things. Like some, I know when people are like playing with me. Yeah. So like when that happens, I can talk about it and right. address it. But now I'm learning to like take a step back and um, what's the word? reflect a little bit yes reflect thank you yes yes and just ask myself those questions and be like is this person actually playing with me or like is something actually happening with them and realizing that they're not doing things to me like things are just happening that's a big one um to even add on to that also i just had a situation happen literally like last week where i was on the phone with a friend and it was justin you know justin um, we were talking about something and I said something to him, something that I kind of always just say, and he's never said that it bothered him before, but he like yelled at me and was like, you got to stop doing that. And I was like, pissed because nigga, who the fuck is you yelling at? So I I'm got like, really, yeah, I was like really <laughs> upset because that triggered me because now you're yelling at me and I don't like being yelled at. So I kind of like shut down and we both kind of got our feelings. We was like, we get off phone, fuck it, bye. And then that next day I just realize I was like nah like let's talk about this um but we're gonna come back to that so so I'm also looking at my friendships and my romantic relationships um a little bit differently like seeing folks as my mirrors 
and that helps me to like teach mm-hmm. myself things or teach me things about myself. Um, I realized that we often choose relationships and uh, romantic partners and friendships based on like some of the friendships and relationships that we had during those teenage years. Also, we choose people that remind us of our parents. And that's okay. <laughs> you got to think it is, it's really, really both relationships. It's both parents. Because a lot of times I remember I was just seeing like a tweet about this. And I think I saw like a TikTok too, where someone was talking about how they kind of always put the blame like on their, on one parent. So like their dad was like an absent father and they just were like thinking about that. But then they had to kind of readdress what their relationship was with their mom and then how that affected them as well. And a lot of times we don't we kind of just put things in one box, but look at both parents and how that affected you and mm-hmm. look at how that plays out in some of your friendships and romantic relationships. So that's something that I'm starting to do. Um, and then lastly, I'm trying to worry less about others affirming my choices um, and just worry less about being judged, which is a super tough one for me. And it's definitely something that I just started to like realize in myself is that I constantly seek that external validation. Um, And, ooh, it's a hard pill to swallow, but it is like, I got to stop doing it and just learn to trust my own intuition and my own choices and feel confident in them. Um, And I'm trying to like learn to lean into that more. So yeah, it's a big one for me right now. Yes, yes, especially about the external validation. Cause you know, as a performer, And just being so, so beautiful. (laughs) I'm just used to getting compliments from people. So like, so like if I send like a picture of myself or a video of myself dancing to somebody and they don't respond and I'm like, hello, like, do you see what I look like? Like, tell me I'm pretty. Heard that, that fucking part. (laughs) That's a big one for me too, because I think for me also coming from like a small town, it's like, it's a very different type of community. So it's like, I'm used to mm-hmm. having like positive things said to me or people saying different things. So then when you get to like a bigger area and it's like, nah, okay, mm-hmm. you can do this and you're that. So mm-hmm. what's this person and that person and that person? What's special? Yes. And woo, that was a big one for my, I think my ego was just like, mm-hmm. bitch, excuse me? Yes. You don't see uh-huh. this greatness that's, in front of you? That's exactly what it is. You don't that's, see this greatness? Yes. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Yes. You cool, but okay. So it's all these other fucking people. We can all show. <laughs> but yeah, because um, like a lot of the older women that I just knew growing up, they would call me like Barbie doll, and they yes. would always compliment me on how pretty I am. So I'm always used to like people telling me I'm pretty, and yeah. they love my energy. Um, which you know I'm used to, and like I know that that's the thing. Like, yeah, I know who I am, but. When you put yourself out there and you don't get the validation that you're seeking, it's like, ooh, it hurts your ego a little bit. It's like, mm. yeah. <laughs> also, we have social media and there's so many different types of beauty, right? Yes. So if you don't fit into one box, you like, well, damn, does that mean that I'm not? And it's like, no, bitch, you still, you're beautiful. It's okay. Mm-hmm. But yes. it's like, that's a different, you know, it, child, it's hard. It's difficult. But. This is a lot of ego work. Yeah. Yeah, and that shit right there. And it's like you can't divorce your ego, but you just gotta learn how to like control it. And I think that yeah. is difficult as fuck. I don't know how to get there yet. I'm still working on it. But I am realizing mm-hmm. when she shows up now to where I yeah. can be catching myself. Cause I'll like <laughs> I'll be in the middle of like venting about some shit and I'll be like, Oh <laughs> This was me yesterday. Wait a minute. 
my ego is showing up. Not me complaining about this. Like, girl, check yourself. Who the fuck do you think you are? Yeah. And like, I knew I was being selfish, but like, I just needed to get the feelings out just to yeah. just to get them out of my body. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, you tripping? Like, yeah. Get over it. Fuck out of here. <laughs> And then people talk a lot about like ego death and stuff, but I don't, you don't need to kill your ego, like you said, because um, you need your ego, you need your ego to like thrive and survive. Right. Yeah. Believe in yourself. Absolutely. So for me, I would reframe my thoughts and allowing myself to form my own opinions and feelings about different things. Because like I said earlier, we were taught a lot of things that, well, taught a lot of ideas that weren't ours. Mm. Um, like we didn't have a chance or the space to form our own opinion and express it. Especially if you grew up in a family who didn't know what a boundary was. Oof. And if you quote unquote talk back, you was being disrespectful and rude and all of that. Um, so yeah, now that I have more life experience and I've matured and gotten older, I'm able to fully think for myself and allow myself to change my opinions because sometimes they're not right or the best or Especially after learning new information. That part, because one thing I know that I do, I will see something on Twitter and like agree with it, and then I'll keep reading, and someone will make a really great mm-hmm. point, and I'll be like, "Oh, that's so let me true. take my life back." Yeah, like bitch, wait a minute, <laughs> you made a fucking point, or just I'll have an opinion one day, and the next day I'm like, "I was definitely tripping when I said that." Who? What? Yeah. Um, but sometimes again, it's like you have to learn. It's we're constantly learning. We're human beings. You're allowed to change your mind. You're allowed to make mistakes. And I wish people gave people more grace about that because I feel like when you do something mm-hmm. on social media, people like hold something to you so long. It's like now nah, you said this thing, so now you have to be like punished for saying this thing. And it's like nah, but every day we all do it. Right. We literally are constantly mm-hmm. doing it. Shit that I say in private could get me if I was a public figure I'll be canceled tomorrow oh, but girl. I probably oh, changed my mind about it that next day shit mm-hmm. that I thought when 10 years ago when I was a fucking teen and didn't know what the fuck I was talking like who cares like Man. Am I, allowed to I, had, mind? <laughs> I had to go back in my twitter and like find keywords to delete some tweets yes, <laughs> because I was like I was thinking like that like ooh, that's okay I'm glad I'm not famous because this would have got out and y'all would have canceled Listen. me but anyways okay we love growth yes so (laughs) so another thing that I did to tap into healing my inner teen I went to a rage room for my birthday in 2022 and it felt good to smash things and just throw things and like I said I felt a lot of rage and angst when I was in high school and I want to do it on a larger scale. So I'm breaking dishes up in here literally (laughs) literally with baseball bats (laughs) and I wanna, I wanna smash some windows on the car. Or something. It's giving lemonade. Yes. You know, Hold up. I know that's that's right. what I wanna do. Exactly. I need, I need my baseball bat, and I just need to smash some windows. That's how I feel about screaming. Do a little something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need somewhere that I can just scream in peace. We can go to like the the forest or something. I know, but it's like I gotta get to the damn forest. You know, my black yeah. ass. So the next one for me, I talked about this earlier, but just doing lots of self-regulation and changing my perspective when it comes to my personal relationships. And like I said, remembering most times things don't have anything to do with me. And like I, I went over this, but yeah, I was immediately reactive growing up mm. and thought people 
people were doing things to me. And in some cases they were. Yeah. And I knew. And I did not speak up. Um so dealing with that, uh forgiving myself. And oftentimes they had issues that they needed to work on. So mm-hmm. I just happened to share space with them and I was because of that I was deeply affected by it, especially yeah. if we were really close. Yeah. Of course. I feel like sometimes we also carry some of that um, with us when we go into other friendships too. It's like, because things Mm -hmm. happen, I know at least I can speak for me. Like I think about some of my friendships when I was a teenager, even like preteen years and like stuff that people did to me that I knew was fucked up, but I probably didn't really speak on it or I just kind of let them go or whatever. And then when Mm -hmm. things would, that same stuff would like start to show up later and I'm still doing those same things instead of like talking about it and addressing it. Cause something that I'm learning um, is yes, we do treat people how to, we, we show people how to treat us by allowing them yeah. to do certain things, but you can reteach them. It's never too late mm-hmm. to redirect somebody and be like, I know I've been letting you slide with this, but let me tell you something. Okay. What you're not going to do. <laughs> what you're yeah, not going to do is keep doing me like that. Okay? <laughs> like you can always mm-hmm. help somebody, you know, rediscover how they need to be coming at you. And, um, that kind of goes back to what I was just saying too, about learning to speak up for myself. It's like, yeah, it's like, if you don't say something about it, people are just going to keep letting it slide. Like you've been letting it slide all that time. So fuck is they going to change for you? got to say something. You got to advocate for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, um, watching the Wayans brothers yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday. And this was an example of inner team healing. And it was an episode where Sean and Marlon went back to their high school to relive their prom night. And because Sean had a different perspective of what happened between him and his date because of communication. Mm-hmm. Apparently, she gave her, uh, like, a note to Marlon. And you know how he was Marlon. Goofy as hell. Marlon. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't give her the note. So Sean blamed all of his relationship issues on his date, Kelly. And he blamed it on Marlon at one point because I remember that part. Um you know how they be dramatic and they'd be like, Ooh, and then they go straight to commercial. That's what it did. (laughs) So, (laughs) because in his eyes, she stood him up the night of their prom. When that didn't occur, she didn't stand him up. Uh, Your inner teen has a very selfish perspective about situations like this. Like, why is this happening to me? And shaming and blaming the other party for the whole situation and Mm. not taking accountability or not knowing how to take accountability and giving them grace. So, at the end of the episode, Sean said to Marlon that his efforts helped him close an important chapter of his life because mm. um, he had been just dragging everything and, like I said, blaming all his relationship issues on this one night that happened in high school. Sure. And it was, what, like 10 years before that? So, yeah. That's such a show. So they might have been, like, right. So they were probably around our age in yeah. the show when this happened. And yeah, Kelly was able to clear up any misunderstandings in order to move on. And then he found out that she had four kids and three baby daddies. And she was trying to start a family. Right. She was trying to start a family. And she told him that that night. And he was like, "Uh uh-uh. So they kissed and they, you know, she left and she was like, oh, you're going to make somebody really happy and blah, 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 blah. So to sum it up, your inner team requires a lot of forgiveness. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. God damn. Don't you just right. love when things just have a way of showing us? Mm-hmm. Yes. Alignment. Yes. We love to see it. Also, 
The Wayans Brothers is one of those shows. I know this has nothing to do with the conversation, but it's one of those shows that when I was younger, I didn't appreciate as much as I did as I got older. Like when I got older, mm-hmm. I was able to appreciate the comedy a little bit more. I always love the theme song because the theme song is fucking legendary, but I just feel like <laughs> I used to be so annoyed with like Marlon's character. And I was like, oh, yeah. this show really isn't that great. But it's honestly a really great show and a great sitcom to revisit. It's definitely up there with all the other great black sitcoms, you know? And I, yeah, same. I'll be watching all like the old sitcoms, like Sister Sister, uh, 101, all of that. And I'm just like, Bernie Mac. And I'm like, damn, they don't make shows like this no more. Okay. So, like, it's Steve Harvey for me. Those, yes. And those can be considered, well, I would consider those like my comfort shows. Oh, yeah. Even if they do have some like problematic things that they say in it. It was the time. And I'm just like, side, yeah, I'm side eyeing things. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like they don't make black TV like that no more. They don't. I definitely miss it. But I'm glad that we have those to like look back on. Mm-hmm. Um, it does. It feels good to be able to have those shows. I was literally just watching the Steve Harvey show last night, and I was like, I'm glad they finally put the full seasons or all the full series on Amazon Prime because I was like watching it in like parts, and I was like, this is ghetto. Where is the show? You know. <laughs> Um, I felt the same way about Jamie Foxx because sometimes there's certain seasons. It's like when you know a show so well, you know exactly what episode you want to see when you want to see it. I'm like that with Martin. Like, yeah. I might not want to see season three today. I'm trying to watch season five or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But, yeah, let's get back to the conversation, child. Yes, black girl. So, okay. let's get into some ways that you can protect your inner teen. Um, a big one for me is acknowledging things that bother or trigger you in a calm manner without over explaining whoever you're addressing should understand, you know, what it is that you're trying to say to them without you giving them a whole thesis. And this kind of goes back to what I was saying about with like Justin. So in that moment, I could have sent a whole paragraph text about everything that I was feeling, but I was like, nah, let me just give a, a quick little one liner to let them know straight to the point. Like a mm-hmm. lot of times I think because of like past traumas, we feel like we have to like over explain ourselves and we have to right. like really try to get people to understand. It's like, it don't take all of that. Just say the thing that bothered you so that you can move forward. So that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Texted him. We got on the phone and talked about it later on that evening. And we were able to like address those things. So he apologized for yelling at me because he realized how that affected me. I apologized for not acknowledging how he felt in that moment and agreed to respect his boundary. Also, something I know about myself is even though I'm growing and I'm learning to respect other people's boundaries because I want the same done to me, sometimes the little toxic part of me be like, I don't want to respect your motherfucking boundary because I don't think same. I'm wrong. <laughs> Fuck this. But I am wrong and I do need to respect that boundary. And I, even if it's something I don't quite understand, I have to at least respect it and try to, right? Like, I may not have been thinking that I was doing something out of malice, but it's something that bothered that person. So get that. Um, mm-hmm. That was a big one. But yes, definitely don't feel like you have to overexplain yourself. So that's really the key takeaway from that one. Um, Also creating boundaries and sticking to them. Speaking of boundaries, whoever does not respect your motherfucking boundaries can kick rocks and blow bubbles. Period. Not bubbles. Blow bubbles. Because if you don't have to respect my boundary, I let you know that something bothered me. I told you that this is something that I'm not trying to allow in my space. Why would you want to keep doing it? If you really care about a person, why Mm -hmm. would you want to keep doing things that you know upset or bother them? Or crosses mm-hmm. some type of line that they've created for themselves. Respect people's boundaries. It's not that hard. Or get the fuck out of their life. It's so yeah. easy to do. Um, and I, I, I know for that, like, it can take time to 
ingest that. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, you can give grace to people, but like I said, I know when people be playing with me. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Stop being goofy. Right. Because sometimes it is like, yeah, it takes time. Because people, if they're doing it to you, a lot of times they're doing it elsewhere too. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's hard to unlearn. We're all unlearning things, but if they keep doing it, it's like, all right, I already gave you a little pass now. now yeah, it, it comes to yeah, it comes yeah. to a point where it's like, nigga, you know what you're doing. Exactly. Stop playing with me. Get the fuck out of my face. Um, and lastly, don't allow people's projections of their own insecurities to shake up your confidence that you have in yourself. That is like a major one. Because a lot of times you may feel very, very confident about something, but because someone is like threatened by your light or by your own confidence, they try to find ways to, you know, make little digs and shit like that. Realize that that's not about you. Mm -hmm. It's about them. Give them that grace because they clearly going through something and keep on shining over here. Okay. And um, something that I like to do, you know, in the mornings is listen to I'm That Girl by Beyonce. And I know everyone's not a Beyonce fan, but let me tell you something about that song, okay? It will get you completely together and shift your whole... A whole other world. She knew what she was doing when she gave us that, okay? Um, So listen to that song and, child, just keep moving and realize that other people's thoughts are not your business. Mm-hmm. And another song is I Am by Baby Tate and Flo Millie. Yes, that is a very, very good one. Yeah, that is a mm-hmm. great song. It's the affirmation, um, the, the affirmation anthem. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So similar to protecting your inner child, uh, you can give yourself kindness and understanding to heal past wounds. Mm-hmm. And like we always say, things take time and blah, 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 blah. Y'all, y'all know. We already know. <laughs> And accepting the person you used to be as a teenager and affirming them. And this goes back to the journal prompt um, and the affirmations that we were talking about. And as a teen, you may have fiercely protected your close friends and family members. Do that for yourself as well. And yes. fix your boundaries, like we always say. Mm-hmm. And cut any distractions from your life and do what's best for your sanity. And the last one could be speaking up for yourself, even if it's scary. And decide what somebody's going to do. Are they going to send you back to your room? Take your phone? What's talking about? Okay, you grown. Fuck them people. They're going to say you're not being obedient. What you going to do? Me? You're not going to fight me. If they want to talk to you, do? then don't talk to me. <laughs> exactly. Free yourself. But know that mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about this disrespect, okay? <laughs> oh, child. When I think back sometimes to all the shit that I let slide, even from like older adults Man. in my life, child, should I allow people to like say in my presence? And I'm like, oh, I should have checked that. Mm-hmm. But that's why we do it now, because now we, we know yeah. that it needs to be done, right? Ooh, and it's like in some instances, you don't want to bring it up, because they might not even remember saying that. Yeah, no, you, that's why you got to address, ooh, child, something my therapist mm-hmm. told me. Something my therapist told me recently, which is I've been trying to think about it that way, is that if you wait too long to try to address something, they're going to have a completely, totally different idea of what happened. You have to address right. it in that moment because can't nobody gaslight or forget nothing in the moment. You can be like, you just did mm-hmm. this thing. But when you wait too long, child, you might as well just forget it because that shit is not going to get yeah. anything done. You have to acknowledge it right then and there. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the therapist, the world, getting us and, together, okay? <laughs> Thank you, my therapist. Yeah, she the best. And then, like, I know for that situation as well, um, if the issue was like blown up and big and like it's memorable like if you can go back and be like oh that thing that happened right. then yeah you could bring it up a couple years later and be like, 
Right. Like, I've been thinking about this, and I'm realizing I actually feel this way, and blah, 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 we'll see you. So, yeah. Um, however they respond is how they respond. It has nothing to do with you. Uh, yeah. It's not a goddamn thing. Yes, black girl. All right, y'all. <laughs> Let's get into when you know better, you do better. All right? So today's topic for when you know better, you do better is commitments. Um, so this is about to be a story. Let me let me take y'all through. I was probably in like maybe like the 10th or like the 11th grade. So, you know, I didn't have a car and I had made this commitment to be on this committee for like a town project. It was something that they wanted to do. They wanted to like talk to older black people around the town, talk about like different things that existed in my my hometown, you know, before like gentrification took over, black businesses were like wiped out. It was like a whole street that used to be just black owned and they wanted to like dive into it. So I was supposed mm-hmm. to go meet with this older white woman for the meeting. I could not remember her name when I left the house. It was also, I don't think I had a cell phone at the time. I'm pretty sure like either was taken away from me or my phone was just not on. I didn't have a phone. So it's like, if I didn't make a call before I left the house, there was no way for me to like communicate and call anybody. Um, This is also still early 2010. So much of the technology Mm -hmm. that we have now, we did not have at that time. You know what I'm saying? We still dealing with high speed internet. And Wi-Fi was there, but just saying it was, it was different. It was a different time. It was a hot ass day. I had to walk in and meet this lady at the library. I walked all the way to the public library, got there. I'm hot. So I'm like already just super anxious just because of the heat. Completely forgot this lady's name. Didn't see her anywhere. And logically, I should have went to the front desk and asked if there was a meeting room or if she was somewhere, you know, around. But because I couldn't remember her name, I was like, fuck, I'm just going to leave because I don't see her anywhere. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. And I ended up walking to like an older cousin's house who lived close by the library and just like got her to take me home. I know she was probably looking at me like, girl, what the hell? But she took me home. <laughs> um, shout out to my cousin Rita, RIP to her. It's my, my girl. Um, and Rita. Okay, I miss her. So got back home and I just remember everybody being like mad disappointed in me, like my older, um, just older people like from my church, my, my uncle, my mom. They was like, well, why didn't you just. Like, they just didn't understand why I made the decision I did. And now I realize it was my anxiety. I literally just let my anxiety get the best of me, and I left and abandoned the situation. But now I think I realize that, like, I should not make commitments unless I fully understand everything that's going into it and know that it's something that I can handle. Um, Mm -hmm. And just, yeah, just being more honest about what I can commit to. A lot of times growing up, because people saw me one way, I felt like I had to like perform those things. So like a lot of people saw me as like very, very smart, even if I didn't always feel super smart myself, or they always just thought that I was like just down to do all this stuff. And I'm like, "Mm, Mm -hmm. I'm a little lazy sometimes. And a lot of times Mm -hmm. I don't quite grasp all the things. And of course, anxiety shows up in those points because I'm like, now I'm performing. I'm not feeling comfortable in something. Right. And I'll abandon ship. And so now I just know, like, if I'm 100% not able to do something to, like, speak up about it and be like, yeah, I really don't think I can make this commitment. Or I can do X, Y, and Z, but I need all this laid out so that I fully know what's going on. I know to, like, ask details and, you know, just ask more questions instead of just, like, trying to figure it out all the time. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know better, you do better. So, yeah. So for me, uh, I was taught to, like, always finish what I start Mm 
and mm-hmm. I am learning that sometimes you need to jump ship and leave because things aren't working. Yeah. So I'm working on that, um, and also not overcommitting myself to things. Uh, especially as a dancer, you know, people always ask me, "Hey, where are you working this project with me? Can you do videos, you yes. know, choreography, blah 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 blah." And sometimes people don't want to give you the details until you commit to it. And I don't like that because yeah. I'll ask a question and I'll be like, all right, what's the dates and times? And then they add me to a group chat, which Ooh, uh, that's overwhelming. In itself. I'm getting upset. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm so tired of group chats. So like, yes. I have to be in them. Um, and then I, I'm getting all these messages and then I'm like, I, I didn't even confirm with you that I can do this. Right. You just so, throwing up in this. Yeah, or sometimes I'll just be like, I have a lot on my plate right now. I can't do this, Mm -hmm. but you know, I support you. Yeah, I'm supporting you from afar. I I can't be there, but yeah. Yeah, and this can go to like leaving jobs because we don't have to stay at a job for thirty years no more. Yeah, and yeah, there's always something better, Mm -hmm. something bigger. But I also don't want to be chasing that yeah. you know always thinking like oh i can stay here for a little bit but there's mm-hmm. always something better like it is yeah. but it isn't you know yeah living a moment a little bit more mm-hmm. I can being present to, um i can relate to not quitting on things which i think is why even in that example i just gave which is why like i felt so much guilt around it after the fact because i knew i could have handled it differently but my mom raised me like that too it was very much like oh you said you're going to do these things why when I played a sport I finished it to the end or whatever it was I was doing mm-hmm. I'm like okay well I gotta do this and um that's like showed up in ways where if I really couldn't do something like even I talk about jujitsu a lot because that was something that I was doing and I really enjoyed it but when the pandemic happened I stopped and I have never gone back I paid a lot of money to that shit too and the contract is done so I don't even think I can go back mm-hmm. but like feeling like guilt around not finishing something um, and I think that kind of goes back to like learning to forgive yourself a little bit. It's like, it's okay that you couldn't circumstances happen, things happen right. and it doesn't make mm-hmm. you a bad person or, you know, mean that you have like bad character because you couldn't see something through should be happening and your life does yeah. get busy and you have to learn like what you're able to, to juggle at that time. And sometimes shit got to fall. Mm-hmm. What's the most important? What, what yeah. can you prioritize and what can't you? So just learning that also, but yeah, girl, commitments. Commit, commit, child. If you are gonna commit, know all the details because I've definitely been there too, where I'd have committed to something. I'm like, bitch, why I commit to this? Why I do this myself? Things, people. (laughs) Ah, okay. And also, lastly, I think sometimes having older people like as friends can help with that because people are in different spaces. I'm learning that a lot too. Even with like my roommates, right? Like they're like a couple years older than me, so where they're at in life and where I'm at in life are very, very different. And maybe they can relate to where I'm at sometimes because they were there at some point, but mm-hmm. sometimes they'll make certain decisions and I'm like, Hmm, I wonder why they decided to do that. But then I realized it's because they didn't already learned the lesson and I'm in right, the process yeah. of learning it and that's okay. So I may stick to something that they like, yeah, we ain't doing that. Cause I'm not there yet. And eventually I will mm-hmm. get there. Right. But having older friends does help with that. Sometimes it's kind of like you get to see, you know, what's next for you, but also allow yourself to still go through that journey and that process of learning. Like you don't have to try to be like anyone else in like what they're doing because there's lessons to be learned. So yeah. 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 And it's always okay to pivot. That's one of my words for this year. Pivot. Okay. 
and perspective. Period. Pivot like you are Naomi Campbell. Get the fuck out. All right. <laughs> Change direction. Yes. It's okay. We always can do that. Yeah. Yes, black girl. All right. So that's a wrap for today. Thank you all for joining us. And we hope that you felt seen today. And we hope that you learned something. And we hope that you pondered and reflected. And, you know, if the shoe fit, wear it. Yeah. You know? And if it and don't, if it don't, if it don't pilot it back. That part right there. People don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Ain't your business. All right. Yeah. We'll be back again <laughs> soon. <laughs> Until then, be sure to subscribe to our audio podcast, Yes, Black Girl, on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, we are everywhere. So get up on them streaming services and get to listening. And please Period. rate us and leave a review too. You know, we love reviews. And give us honest reviews. Don't just say stuff to be nice because you're trying to help us. Mm-hmm. Let us know the truth so we can keep on growing, okay? Please yes. give us the external validation that we require. That part. Thank you. Thanks. And critique. We yes, take those too. We do. We appreciate any type of critique. But but don't be mean. Yeah, because there's a way to do it. Because you're going to hurt my feelings. Yeah, and then I'm like going to come out on the podcast. Yes. And you're going to be mad. Okay. Let them know. All right. And also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Yes Black Girl Series and follow Rhea and I at The Only Rhea and at Unique Genre on IG as well. All information can be found in the show. No, 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 no.